Hello, hello. How's it going? Welcome back to episode four of the Sam I Am podcast with me, Sam White. That's right. I hope you're keeping well. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Walker Shaw last week. Really, really fun episode to to record and edit. And yeah, this week, once again, another guest, another really good friend of mine is joining me. His name is Owen Cummins. He's one of my oldest friends. And I'm very fortunate, I think, that I have a lot of friends who live in different countries. Owen lives in Scotland, so it's not that far away, but nonetheless, lovely to have uh, different friends who, with, I guess, different up- upbringings and experiences. Myself and Owen have done a fair bit together, and on this episode we reflect on an interesting time in France that we had. Four years ago today, I jetted off to the city of Bordeaux, where I lived for two months, and Owen joined me during that time for a couple of weeks, and we're going to tell a couple of interesting tales. This is the first time in the podcast where I'm talking about something that I would have blogged about. Just a refresher, I used to have a blog also called Sam I Am, where I talked about similarly what I talk about in the podcast, tell stories, share experiences. And I would have talked about this period in Bordeaux in a blog, but myself and Owen go into great detail about specific events. So do stick around for that. I hope you enjoy. Please welcome to the Sam I Am podcast, Owen Commons. Alright, back again for another episode of the podcast and this time I'm going to try something new. I'm going to sort of let the guest introduce themselves. So, Sam I Am, who the bloody hell are you, young boy? <laughs> hello, hello. The name's Owen. Um... Thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, I am Sam's friend, pure and simple. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Or actually, do you know what? I think I refer to you as a cousin a lot of the time. Ah, that's nice. Um, yeah, me too, man. Uh, maybe more than that. Um, I guess we are the definition of brothers from other mothers. <laughs> Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we should explain how do we know how do we know each other, or where did we first meet? <laughs> so, I think the story could go back way further than that mm. to our mums. Um, yeah. They would probably tell a story in a lot more of a delicate way than us. But I believe I was in the hospital when you were born, which is quite a big claim. Onto right. yourself. I don't think I knew that. You didn't know that? No. Well, I guess, so your mum would have come to visit. I suppose well, that, it makes sense because, so you were born four months, four months before I was. And I, and okay, just to cut to the chase, your mum and my mum were like best friends growing up in uh, in the North. They both went to the same well, they both went to Friends and Lisburn together. Uh, I don't know if they m- may have gone to school together before that. But Friends for Life, known each other years. And yes, you were born in January 1997. And then I was born four months later. And it makes sense. Yeah, your mum would have come to visit my mum. My mum would have visited you when you were born, I'm sure. Because um, they were both my parents were in Newcastle so they weren't far from from where from where you would have been and then yeah in Glasgow con- yeah yeah consequently your mum would have yes yeah, so you were born in Glasgow not far not far from Newcastle um and your mum would have would have returned the favor and come and visit me with you so hmm. but yeah I never really would have thought of that because I obviously grandparents would have been there and people tell me stories about that uh meet my grandpa I remember my granny said when she met me for the first time I was my eyes were wide open and I was just staring at her apparently that was really strange for a baby just out of the womb (laughs) (laughs) but um 
But yeah, that's that's when we first met. That's nice. Yeah. When I was born. And fucking hours after minutes or hours after I was born. <laughs> yeah. Did you cut my umbilical cord, yeah? Yeah, I just um <laughs> as a as a four month year old baby it just means cut it. <laughs> and then we, we had many stories after that. Um yeah. one yeah. my mum loves to tell is you had an amazing um kind of toy race car thing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And I I didn't have one, and I was really jealous of you. So, whenever we used to come to Newcastle to visit you, I would make sure that I was in the race car, nice, and push you out of it with my four months. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, so, and then Owen's younger brother Aiden would is also similar age to my brother Ollie. So, uh, it's kind of mad. Yeah, we we're both we're we're both brothers. We're like similar age and, uh. Well, the uh, one abiding memory. We have a, an amazing photo of when me and Owen were babies, and then another friend of our, a really close friend of our family, uh, Bonnie, uh, my godfather's daughter, uh, uh, and it's me, you, and Bonnie, all together as babies, and then ten years later we did the same thing when we were all together in France. Uh, so that would have been two thousand seven. But we never did. We haven't. We haven't. We didn't do the. So we have both of us, the three of us, when we were when we were now, when we were zero, three of us together when we were ten. But we didn't make the twenty. We were weren't all. We were never all together when we were twenty. Unfortunately. Yeah. Twenty seventeen. We missed the. We missed the date. Yeah, but I'm sure. I'm sure we we will definitely repeat that. Uh, repeat that photo because it's it's pretty iconic. For our, I reckon. Our I reckon. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we've known each other. We've known each other since since nineteen ninety seven. So twenty four years <laughs> and counting. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and so spent many um, summers together, many yeah. many weeks together mm-hmm. over the time, and in yeah. different parts of the world. Yeah, you're the kind of friend that I would only see once or twice a year, if I'm lucky. Mm. But. Yeah. Every time we're together, it's just vibes. It's just energy from the off. Uh, Absolutely. And I guess we get that from our our parents who get together, get on like a house on fire. I fucking love your parents. Legends. Oh, yeah. It's always a bit of a riot whenever, <laughs> whenever, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Elspeth, Pete, uh, Lisa and Phil get together. I was thinking of a really funny story. I'm going to tell it. Um, might as well. Uh, <laughs> we were over at your house. Last time I was at your house, it was for New Year's Eve or like the days leading up to New Year's Eve. And we were all... Hogmanay. Yeah, we were all together in your house playing a, we were playing a drinking game. We were, no, we weren't playing a drinking game. We were drinking and playing a game of when you have uh, the post-its on your head with a, like a... And you write a name, and they have to work out who they are. Guess who? Yeah. And do you remember who your mum was in that game? <laughs> <laughs> we were all quite. Well, I remember my like the parents were pretty, uh, pretty uh, rowdy, and we pro- we were drinking at that point, so we probably were too. But I don't know if you remember your mum got a uh, the supreme supreme ruler Kim Jong Un, <laughs> <laughs> and that's for. Else for Blaster, she didn't. She knew who he was, but she didn't know his name. She just kept, <laughs> she just kept getting very frustrated and and trying to pronounce his name, but pronouncing it wrong. Uh, I'm sure she got Kim. Yeah, she she got Kim. She might got Kim Jong, but she couldn't get the un. It was like Eel. I don't find that she was getting really right wound up. And, oh, it makes me laugh just thinking about it. Um, uh, it does. No, you have to be there. You have to be there for those listening. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think um, when whenever we all get together, which um, we I hope we do this soon. Hmm. Um, it, it feels like the, the parents um, are the children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, sometimes you know we're not looking after them, but we we have the more sensible role. Um, when c- compared to Lisa Elspeth and <laughs> Pete and Phil, 
No, Actually, New Year's. New Year's, we were home before them. We were. We were. And we'd been out. We'd been out, but somehow, yeah, we... We had. We thought we were late and they weren't even home. Hilarious. <laughs> Still wild. Still wild. Um, but uh, one thing I was going to ask you was... So, for those that haven't, haven't uh, figured it out, Owen is Scottish. And can you tell the people where are you joining me from this evening? So, um, all dialed in from Dundee on the east of Scotland, lovely. just off the Tay. Uh, it's a lovely, lovely evening here, actually. Mm-hmm. Very blue skies, although it's been raining today. Uh, and I'm originally from Dunfermline, which is about 50, 60 miles south, but still on the east coast. And that's just opposite Edinburgh. So, um, yeah, as I said, I was born in Glasgow and then east coast, but mm-hmm. raised, yeah. And lived here ever since. And uh, you're uh, and also half Irish, so. Yeah, so my mum's from Lurgan originally, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, then she moved over to Glasgow. Met my dad, who's from the west coast, and then had me. And. Now you've got a lovely. You've it's not the strongest Scottish accent, but it's 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 a lovely. It's a lovely <laughs> wee, a lovely wee voice. It's not too. It's, a, it's not. It's not too strong, like like my accent's not. I don't really have an, a strong Irish accent. It's very very neutral. Um, oh, so yeah, I I agree. It's, I wouldn't say it's neutral, but I'd say it's yeah. uh, not strong. It's all over the place. <laughs> Which is no, why people nice. people can understand me here, like in the schools they they're they're very happy that my accent isn't too strong it's quite it's quite good for those learning english and stuff um that's interesting when i was away and um teaching in italy hmm. there was a lot of people who thought i was german and um then <laughs> thought i was irish then thought i was english and it took them a while to guess scottish um oh, bizarre yeah german. it was bizarre so hmm. Maybe we're, we're we're blessed with not the strongest accents in the world because it's uh, it's a good thing when you go further afield. Yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think we both just mentioned there that we are actually on the same kind of career path at the moment. Uh, hmm. We've met at teaching, um, so we're both. Uh, I'm not. I didn't do teaching in in university, but. Uh, I'm exploring the option of doing it. I did music, so music sort of a a gimme when it comes to teaching, or or teaching's a gimme when it comes to music. Um, it's quite transferable. And, and similar then, to me, I came yeah. from an acting background, mm. um, and then with that, you end up doing a lot of teaching, and just loved yeah. it. And mm. so, but yeah, you, that's it. Yeah, what I was gonna what I was gonna say about what it would be different about our career paths is um, you're the sort of person who you've tried a few different things and you haven't been afraid to change your tactics. If something's not going, if you think this isn't going quite how I wanted it to, then you, you've changed a few, you've changed your path a few times. After finished school, uh, there was two subjects I really loved, uh, drama and modern studies. Uh, and I chose modern studies and I decided, you know, I'm going to take a kind of politics career path. And I studied that with psychology, mm. did a year at university, but I was just really didn't enjoy just regurgitating other people's information because mm. to me, that's all it was. There was no kind of, um, there's no input really from yourself and your own. I didn't feel like my own beliefs were kind of yep. being... Uh, explored at all Hmm. um so then went into so i went so i after that the next year just went straight into acting because i thought that was another thing i really loved and did a hnd at um back to college at fife college and probably one of the best things ever happened to me it just Hmm. grew my confidence totally fell in love with acting even more um and a really really great course uh had so much fun um just like i don't know if there's if there's anyone listening here that has done anything about the performing arts uh maybe similar to music but just the way you kind of like 
go about your day and you warm up and you mm. and the type of exercises and activities that you do are just really good for they're really physical and they're really engaging and practical which I just kind of like fell, fell in love with that if, if I'm totally honest with you I think I was probably in a really low place after mm. dropping out of the politics degree um, and probably unlike myself quite reserved and quite uh, quite anxious and quite tense and as I say reserved and not mm. not my usual self okay. and I have to put give a massive thanks to the lecturers and the staff at college just to manage to I don't know they just bring think something out of everyone everyone that was there was a more confident and a better actor like I'm t- like the, the acting skills that we did were amazing and that's like a whole different kettle of fish but as a as a person like it's just really really rounding and mm-hmm. um, formative yeah really formative exactly mm-hmm. and so yeah something that i i do owe a lot to i think sure no it's great to hear um and while you're not ne- not doing acting at the moment um you certainly gave you've certainly given it a, a good go and you've done a lot of cool stuff um so you yeah. you you auditioned for a lot of I know you auditioned for a lot of different schools and for whatever reason it didn't quite work out for you. You I remember you came to Dublin a couple of times and um you, you auditioned for Delir in Dublin, which a lot of people will know. Um, yeah, I was right there, right on the cusp of it. But I think I kind of uh I fell out with the I didn't fall out with acting, but I fell out with acting I fell out with being an actor. Mm. Uh I just found it I just didn't it didn't for me anyway I just didn't have the resilience to make it sustainable I didn't feel like it, I could follow that as a, a career and like aside from making money and being um having security and things I just didn't feel like it was going to make me happy really didn't really feel like like obviously I loved being on stage and being in short films and did a few documentaries and mm. um I did I, yeah I did I managed to I really put myself into it and I did manage to do quite a lot mm. even though I only did it for a couple of years but I just I just couldn't I didn't feel I didn't although it was fruitful it didn't feel I don't know I think I must crave security it didn't didn't feel like that okay it was sort of throwing all your too much throwing all your eggs in one basket that sort of thing yeah, it was, it was just a bit kind of unpredictable. Mm. Like, I think even, it's kind of like, it's, I suppose it's like music in a way. Yeah, and yeah. this kind of this lifestyle of next gig to next gig. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought, oh, no, I, I really I kind of found teaching. I did a lot of, uh, shout out to Up and Lights. I became a kind of, um, facilitator with them and with primary children and I just loved it I just look forward to it every, every time I was going uh and I just yeah I just loved I loved kind of teaching and import imparting and uh yeah kind of fell fell in love with that mm. and now that's what I'm studying yeah I'm um, studying education towards becoming a primary education mm. teacher but just before just before we move on from the acting, just to highlight a few things that for me that uh really stand out for me. Uh I got to see you on stage in the fringe, which I'm very I'm so happy that I got to do that. Um had a great a great few days at the fringe, it was fantastic. Uh that was twenty eighteen and it was on like the last Sunday, which was, I think it was the last day or second last day of the fringe. And it was your last show that you were doing with uh, your drama group. And uh, I was with a few friends and we all went and it was brilliant play, really funny. I remember. And I remember your parents were there as well. So I was really happy that I got to, I got to see that. Was that one of the last things you did? 
Um, I, d- I did do a few more things mm. from there, um, but um, that was probably it was quite quite a big thing I did. I was really lucky to be a part of that. It was kind of like mm. a graduate thing for uh, a graduate show for people that graduated from university or college. Um, and I managed to audition for it, and we ended up we wrote the play, and we mm. were just given yeah. this really amazing opportunity we had a great slot we had um we were at the pleasance theater for anyone that knows the fringe it was quite a big uh we had quite a good slot we had a proper stage it was ed gamble was following us he was the next next act so it was it was a really i don't know it was a really great opportunity really and we had uh, like a full production team behind us we had an amazing director um we were given a flat in edinburgh for the duration mm. of the fringe and then we wrote it ourselves uh and we had kind of went through this process um and we wrote uh, we ended up writing it really weirdly no one will notice where this is but we wrote it about the leaving mouth railway campaign which was a kind of campaign to get a railway back in a rural village in fife um and i was watching tv the other day and the railway is being built it's going nice. ahead <laughs> yeah which is yeah really exciting nice. and i like to think that we maybe did like do something for that yeah. um then i did a few other things i did a few kind of short films um music video yes to... the music video i watched i rewatched the music video the other day and it's class it's such a it's a really good song it's oh, a really yeah. good song sun stinger she stole my sky if you want to check it out on youtube uh anyone is th- yeah, it's an amazing song. The guy that filmed it and directed it is an absolute legend. Like he, mm. definitely onto great things. He's just, he's he was such an amazing person to work with. Um, yeah. just so laid back and so open to other people's ideas, but just creates amazing videos. Mm. And uh, and then you did a lot of you did a lot of you got to do a lot of extra work as well, which I was always very interested. In yeah. About. And for yeah, I what did. would what would people know that you would have done extra work in? What shows um, for those that don't know? We're in, me and my friend Kenzie were in a Bollywood film <laughs> called Gold, um, which was cool. I got to play a Argentinian hockey player. It was about <laughs> the first. <laughs> I had a moustache. I got this blue felt suit. It was beautiful. Oh, I don't know. Uh, although it started raining and all the blue dye came off it. It was like an Argentinian kind of blue. Um, did, you to, to did you have to, to play? Did you have to play hockey? No, we were in the. It was a scene for like the Olympic opening ceremony, I believe, and it was oh, like all these marquees, and we were drinking. It was like the hockey team opening. Oh, right, right. Olympic um, Village vibe. Yeah, but we got to see this really big um, Bollywood director, and we got to see her write in action. I've totally forgotten her name, mm. but she was amazing. She was so fierce, and it was a really cool set to be on. And then loads of loads of other stuff. A few like you know. Read dramas. I had a good role in. Uh, I managed to get a speaking role in Victoria, oh, yeah, which is yeah. on ITV, and I got cut. I got left on the oh, cutting room yeah. floor. Yeah, my 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 one line got cut, but that was good fun. Uh, again, got to meet Dame Diana Rigg. Got to meet Jenna Coleman. Mm. Like speaking to them, uh, I had a scene with Ewan McGregor's uncle. I've totally forgotten his name as well, Dennis. Mm something but Dennis yeah McGregor? <laughs> Dennis McGregor. yeah no, i think it's something different but, but uh because i i yeah. saw that i remember I, I watched the episode that you were in and uh i think i sent a clip to you you had a walk mm. what so what's it called there's an extra and then you have a, a walk a walk, walk on, on. walk on I, yeah 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 walk on yeah. yeah but then there's like something more i did actually have a speaking mm. role that's a shame so i got yeah i got, I got it was a brilliant paid job hmm. <laughs> i just did but that, that's great yeah that's i think that's great that you i'd love to i'd love to hmm. uh, extra works great um if you can get it um i know a lot oh, of people yeah, sign it's... up sign up to it even if they don't have any even if you don't have any acting experience just feel like you're a part of something um it's a really good day out and it's yeah. it's like well paid for what it is hmm. you get copious amounts of cups of tea a great lunch usually um you ju- and you just feel like there's no real stress if you're just doing extra you're just meeting people and 
you know, getting costume and stuff. It's good fun. Yeah. Uh, and actually, my job at the moment, I started a new job this week, and it's and it's definitely my acting background that has allowed me to get it. I'm started oh. working with at the National Trust, oh. um, at a palace, Falkland Palace. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, if anyone's oh, in, yeah, yeah if anyone's in Central guide. Fife, stop by Falkland Palace. I'm not tour guide, as we say, I'm more in the shop. Okay, okay. But still involves giving them, uh, giving people information about mm. the palace, the 13th century palace, with mm. the oldest tennis court in the whole world. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. The oldest original tennis court in the whole world. Oh my god. So tennis started yeah. in Scotland. And the people still play on it, which is quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, it did start in Scotland. It was Mary Queen of Scots used to it was her tennis court. Wow. So yeah, I guess for a job like that you would have to be very welcoming and Hello, welcome. To... Mm. Yeah. And you're well able to do that. <laughs> and even the last That's thing nice. I the last thing I remember was uh you when you came over to audition for the Lear, I remember you were in my apartment in Dublin and you you performed your piece for me. It was like a soliloquy or something. And and I, I thought it was great. Uh, I would have given you, I would have got, I would have, I would have <laughs> let you in the Lear myself. But, oh, uh, but it's so, yeah, it is very difficult to get into these acting colleges. Like, it's yeah. one of those jobs that everyone wants same with being a footballer or being a rock star lots of people want to be actors and the Lear has mm. produced some insane talent oh, yeah. recently I suppose Paul Meskell who's in Normal People he went to the Lear and yeah. then the lads from the Young Offenders and yeah. a lot of people there's a lot of actors and normal people who went to the Lear I know a couple of people the man that plays um, what's his name in Sherlock Oh, uh, Moriarty. The villain is Moriarty. Moriarty. Yeah, what's his name? James um, something. Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott, that's it. Andrew Scott, yeah. He's great. He's really great. Um, yeah, he, yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. And he was Lear as well. And uh, yeah, I was right up to the bone. Like, went to the final edition. There was like four of them. Four editions. Um, wow. Very close. And... Well, something that really annoyed me about that actually was we had kind of like so we had our soliloquies and our, mono, our monologues um, and then we went away like with like the tutors of the Lear um, in groups of like five and we performed a monologue and they gave us some like last minute advice mm. and um, your man whoever it was said to me he was like oh it's in great nick don't do anything it's, it's brilliant so I was like oh this is you know must be on to it but like Hmm. Strange. So she goes. Um. Yeah. I, um. You know. I, you know. That's the way. That's the way she goes sometimes. And I. Would, yeah, man. You know, I'm quite happy for it to be in this situation I am now. I feel. Yeah. Feeling very blessed and lucky, where I am at the moment. So. No rugrats. <laughs> no. No Tommy. No Tommy. No whatever. No of course, me no regrets, but I like to say no rugrats. Shout out Rugrats. <laughs> but um Oh great. But yeah, now we're both teaching, which is it's it's which is cool. And you you did a bit of Milan, of course, which mm. was that after so after you finished acting, did you was Milan was that next after that? Yeah, after I finished the show we were talking about in twenty eighteen, I did a, a short course um in teaching abroad and then I with the envisioned to go abroad. And then, yeah, I went to Milan and I lived in Milan for seven or eight months and taught mm. there, which is oh, amazing. Mm. Some city, if anyone listening never gets a chance to visit Milan, definitely go because it's like, it's like a mix between Paris, Berlin, London and Rome. It's yep. like the most, it's most like industrious People there are so industrious. Like they say that you don't walk in Milan, you run. Mm. Um, from a working point of view, I really found that. Like I was doing kind of like thirty teaching hour weeks, not including prep. And then, so right. say I'm teaching thirty hours, 
these are in 10 schools spread across the city. So on the subway, you know, all day, on trains, all day. Um, but I kind of weirdly enjoyed it. It's kind of like such a big city and I'd never, never had that before. And just like working flat out and like, you know, eating. Like food's obviously so big in Italy. So, right, really weird. I think this is like totally um, only in Milan is... I remember you would go to like a butcher's, uh, like a you know like a beautiful Italian butcher's with like all of the cuts you can imagine, um, and you choose a cut and then they cook it for you and you get some like, some chips with it, some fries, some fritti, yeah. um, and so you get this like steak dinner and it costs you like twelve euros but it's like just like the butcher's cut and it's like it's just it's like so fresh, so mm. fresh. Um, and you, you know, you even get like a wee starter. You eat, eat with it, but you don't sit down. Oh. You stand at a bar, and kind of everyone kind of eats at a bar. And everyone mm-hmm. has this like amazing steak dinner in under fifteen minutes. Um, and then you have a little orange on your way out the door when you go to pay, and then, and you, where you just, where you just kind of eat it outside, and then it's, it was, yeah. I think that's on, only in Milan you get that. These kind of like this really really amazing food but like so quick mm. just the pace of life out there is just like like so fast but yeah it kind of it kind of slowed down actually towards my end of my time there and i got to do some traveling around tuscany um and i got to go down to rome we actually rented a car from milan down to rome and hit all these amazing spots in tuscany over kind of late easter and it was just just Close. I really miss it amazing amazing place um and also like Milan as I said like the the art galleries and if anyone ever gets a chance to visit and they want to decide when to go go for design week so basically mm-hmm. all the major designers and things like that um they, they they so it's like when you get like the new Lamborghinis and like there's so much art uh and everywhere in the whole city turns into a nightclub. You just walk oh, down the street and there's just like, everywhere's a club. I didn't realize how like flat out you were teaching because here I, I it's very different with mine. It was, it's been very stop and start and some weeks busier than others. But uh, no, it's really mm. interesting the way you talk about the, the work ethic. And as you said, uh, people in, you don't walk, you run and speed of light. I, I can just remember like I have to get to the school for nine o'clock and I'm like sitting on the toilet and I'm just staring at Google Maps like I need to leave like a minute ago I should have left a minute ago but like in my head I'm like totally like I'm just gonna walk there like quicker than Google Maps says and I'm gonna get, make that bus and I'll get to that school a minute before uh, <laughs> that was just the way it went that's the way it went for months and months and it was hard work but I did enjoy it that's great uh, I think it's a thrown right into the deep end with little experience, I suppose, as well. Uh, that's that's what yeah. you want. That's what you want. Um, you'll be better. Mm. You, you'll be so much better for it now that you are pursuing it. And you're back in the... So are you back in the same university that you were in the same university in Dundee that you were when you were first in college all those years ago? Yeah, I am. I am indeed, yeah. Um Dundee University, uh, so came back to do a teaching course, and it's an amazing city, uh, quite lucky that I had some friends from four, five years ago, mm-hmm. um, still in Dundee, and managed to keep in contact with them, right. as well as making new friends, um, and my little brother, who is the same age as Ollie, uh, 21, he is also studying here, so... We we're living together, which is really cool. Uh, he's actually got his. He's in architecture, and he's got his undergrad hand in tomorrow, so he is in the library right now on Sunday right. night. Well, I'm sitting beside his uh, his notice board that's got like string and like different <laughs> different pictures on it, and his works down here. Yeah. Um. It does really uh, it just like fully engross someone's life i think architecture um yeah so i just 
think to him every day, I'm like, fair play to you, because it's just like, you, you know, you're working, working so much. Taking after his dad. He is, he is indeed. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Following the, the family trade. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, but no, it was great to hear all about that. I knew I knew most of that stuff, but there's still a few things that I, I didn't know about there. So that's always great to 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 learn to learn a few new things myself. But yeah, we're both yeah, we're both teaching now. And I'm in France. And this is the first time in four years I've been in France trying to trying to live in the country and get used to the culture. Uh and it's gone much better this time. Uh the last time I was in France and the reason I'm, I'm talking about last time is uh, I was in Bordeaux four years ago for a summer as part of my it was part of my degree I had to spend I didn't have to do an Erasmus necessarily I had to spend a minimum of six weeks in a French-speaking country and I had contacts in Bordeaux uh, Bonnie who I mentioned earlier kindly uh, let me use her apartment because she was away for that summer and yeah, I tried to make it in Bordeaux for a summer, uh, which proved interesting. This podcast actually is a continuation of the blog I used to do. And on one of the blogs I talked about this summer because a lot of stuff happened. And a lot of stuff involved yourself because you came to visit me for two weeks, was it? You were in Bordeaux? Yeah, I think just over two weeks. Hmm. Yeah, um, right in the middle of summer in July. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was indeed. It was. I think it was first two weeks in July, and we packed a fair bit in. Um, and at that point, I I was yeah, I was really struggling. I was trying to find jobs and bars and stuff. And it's very different the work culture in France to Ireland. In Ireland or maybe in the UK as well, you can easily get like work for a short period of time for like the summer, but in France. It's not really the case, and I was I was quite unlucky as well, um, and yeah, so it was a very formative couple of months, uh, and yeah, you would have joined me maybe I I think I'd been there three or four weeks and spending a lot of time by myself, uh, which which is never easy, uh, but uh, yeah, when you came, uh, it was it was great because I had someone I had someone with me all the time for a couple of weeks. Uh, which was nice and yeah we we're going to talk about a couple of the things that happened in Bordeaux during those two weeks um first of which happened only on your third day third day that you were there I remember you arrived on a Friday and got into the apartment I was in very warm as well picture the scene very very warm oh yeah French, it's really hot in a French city like Bordeaux and so I, it was actually quite quiet when I was there because a lot of people leave and go to the coast, which is understandable. And uh, we were talking about, oh, what are we going to do for the two weeks? We sport, we hung around the city a lot. We we uh, went to bars and went to did a lot of busking together, which was fun. Mm. That was what yeah, I spent a lot of fun. my time doing. And and Owen's a very good singer for those of you who don't know. I'm good at guitar, so we joined forces on a couple of occasions uh because i needed well i needed money anyway too kind <laughs> and you <laughs> and you and you helped me out a bit um so but yeah and uh we decided that on the third day that you were there we were going to go to a music festival uh nearby near bordeaux in a town called marmond and yeah we it was Garo quite spontaneous rock. yeah garo rock garo rock which is i think it's the fourth biggest music festival in france and I I just come across it, maybe just before you arrived, because I was trying to think of stuff to do. And it's a really good lineup. It's a really good lineup. Uh, mm. Even on the... So we went on the Sunday, which was the last day of the festival. But even... we So we missed the first two days, which is... It was a shame, because there were some really good artists that I like. London Grammar were playing, and I think the first night, Foles were playing, and the likes. Diplo like Diplo Diplo was playing oh. Phoenix I think Phoenix are a really good band um, but uh, Foles would be amazing great yeah Fo Foles are supposed to be I've heard they're one of the best bands live but anyway um, 
we so we were going to go on the Sunday, and uh, I guess we didn't really. We sort of just went with it, and we were going, oh, see how we get on. We didn't have a ticket. We just went down on this Sunday morning on the train, and we arrived in this town. Pretty wasn't the most amazing town you'll ever see. Uh, we didn't really know where we were, to be honest. It was <laughs> in you remember the middle of nowhere. Of Marmont. Yeah, it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah and, I uh, remember the train being a lot longer than we thought it was going to be. Um, mm. But, you know, beautiful town. Kind of yeah. still further inland, but still in the same region. Um, yeah, I think it was an hour. I think it was an hour from Bordeaux on the train. But uh, we got to the town. What I remember is we got to the town, and I can't remember if we went and bought our tickets first, or we just. I think we might have inquired about first. Yeah, I think we might have pre-drank, pre-drank first in the town. Um, I remember we got some like eight percent cans or something like something silly. I think we got like maybe just like one each, but like some like silly, you know how. Obviously, for Irish listeners and Scottish and uh, English listeners or whatever, there's, I don't know, it's kind of, not as common, but on the continent, there's a lot more kind of high percentage cans. So I think we got yeah. dug, dug into them some yeah. strong beers. Yeah, we did, uh, because we were pretty rowdy. Um, as yeah, we like that's, be, yeah, that's... As we, we hail from countries who like a drink. Uh but that's not to say the people at the festival wouldn't have been drinking as much as we were. But for some reason, we just seemed, I feel like we seemed much drunker than everyone else that was there, <laughs> uh, which is funny. Um, but yeah, we got our tickets. I think it might have been... Sorry, go on. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, I think it might have been like, while, while we're telling the story, I think maybe it was our first day of the festival, but it was a lot of people's third day of the yeah, festival. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. we had first, you know, kind of first day energy. Mm, yeah yeah we did that's very true and there's camping as well uh um but we didn't we didn't camp we'll get to that we'll get to what we did at the end of the night (laughs) um but yeah we got in there we we had our drinks uh bought our tickets it was very easy to get tickets it wasn't sold out or anything and got into the festival and it wasn't the biggest festival like i've been to festivals in ireland which like Electric Picnic, which is a really big festival park. But this one, everything was sort of seemed to be in the one place. And Owen, do you remember what I was really bewildered by? Uh, the double stage. Yeah, double. Or maybe, <laughs> was, it, was there only two stages? Or I feel like there was three. No, anyway. I, no, I think I, there was three stages, but there was two that were like basically the same stage, but cut in, mm. mid, cut in the middle. So yeah. It kind of, do you know what? In retrospect, it's actually quite a good idea because as one band are playing or artist, then the next artist is getting ready. Mm. So you just kind of do like a 15 degree tilt of your head. I think that was the idea. Yeah. And there you go. Kind of like uh, kind of like Live Aid when they just spun, spun the revolver <laughs> yeah. and the next band shows up. But uh, they, had more, they had more of a budget so they could have two stages where they, they just set up for one band while the other's playing. And then there was a smaller stage, but they were all in, they were all in one line. So everything was, you were, you could see all the, mm. the big stages, I guess. So that was really strange. I'd never seen that. I'd never really seen that before at a festival. Um, and I was, and we were really, really lucky to see. Yeah. Uh, I think actually one of our, maybe one of our both both of our favorite artists, Michael Kuminuku. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael. Probably like about six o'clock or something, and we were both. Mm roaring drunk uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I can remember it being so amazing and i've still got videos that i've like still watched this day because they're just mm. too hilarious of me and sam trying to talk to this french guy about poets um and you're trying to talk about yates and yeah. you just keep going yates <laughs> and i'm trying to talk about <laughs> robert burns and and he's trying to talk about charles uh <laughs> but he's trying to talk about uh, a famous French poet and we're all really drunk and I've got the audio on my phone you can't really see what's going on mm. <laughs> it's just 
and Michael Kulik is playing. Yeah, and in the he background, probably, he could probably hear. Like, he could probably hear us. Yeah, <laughs> he probably can hear. Or my, I remember I was shouting, "Go on, Michael!" As well, I was like, "Go on, Michael!" You're let go And that was yeah, that was his. That's that's his second album that he would have been touring and. He was on the mm. smallest of the three stages. Didn't have a big crowd. He probably was, probably was big in the UK even, but in France he but not massive. Had that big yeah. audience. Yeah, I didn't. I I hadn't come across him until that summer, I guess. And but yeah, is he, he not was, your dad? Is he not Phil? It. Yeah, my dad would have. Sure yeah, my dad. Yeah, my dad. dad would have liked him, and he would have. Maybe introduce me to a bit of him. I recognize the name, so it must have come from my dad uh, that I would have seen him before. Mm. But yeah, I actually saw him again later that summer at Electric Picnic. Again, not the biggest crowd. So I'm delighted to see him really kick on and do so well. Mm. Won the Mercury. So happy that he won the Mercury for his newest album, which is master. It's a masterpiece. Brilliant album. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and he's that got was, some lungs on him. I'll say yeah. that he has some lungs. He oh is yeah, he's a great incredible. heart. He's a great uh, even live. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we also, I think, even before Michael Kuanuku, we would have seen. That's the first one I kind of really remember as uh, artist that we really paid attention to. But we also saw, I can't. I think it was Milky Chance were playing as well. Because they had, oh, yeah. they have that one, they have that one song which was on FIFA. The I FIFA think. song. <laughs> um, I'm I'm trying to remember the name of the FIFA song. Um, I'm just um, typing it in. Oh yeah, stolen dance, stolen dance. Yes, it's yeah. called. It's a love do, 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 boogie all night long. Never dance like this before. Um. And Petite Biscuit were playing as well, but I don't think we saw them. Um, they have their big song, Sunset Lover, which is always all over social media. Uh, I don't remember seeing them. But do you remember we saw Mac Miller? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's Vividly. nuts. Like, I don't think we appreciated that at the time. No. To, uh, I don't think he had released... He hadn't, he hadn't, released, swimming, a, yeah. he hadn't released swimming pools yet. Um it it was quite hardcore rap. I remember he had before swimming pools. A lot yeah. of his music would have just been in your face. Fuck Donald Trump and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I do remember. <laughs> I remember. I do remember seeing him. And I I'll be honest. I'm one of those people that uh, kind of really started to like his music after he died. Unfortunately, me too. I like. I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this have seen the NPR concert. Mm. I'm sure you've seen it. Thundercat. Uh, where he does the just those three songs here with Thundercat, those three songs live and that. And I think it I think it was before I watched that before he live mm. before he died, but that really made me kind of I don't wanna say I don't know if I wanna say fall in love, not really mm. to that degree, but just really kind of have an appreciation for his music yeah, yeah the timing timing it's a beautiful weird. thing yeah yeah but uh yeah we did see mac miller we did see mac miller that day um but it, as you, as we said we might not have mm. taken as much notice of him as we do now but uh yeah and then justice important to mention that yeah justice were justice were headlining that night and you 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 would you would enjoy justice um no, I wouldn't have. Oh, yeah. I I would know. I I knew them as soon as some of those songs came on. Those big numbers. They're tw- ident aren't they identical twins, aren't they? I think yeah. so. Yeah, French. And they're French, of course. So think, very went yeah. down very well. Um, and that was the last act of the night. But my favorite act of the night was just before that, which was Royal Blood. Wow, what a band! Mm. Oh yeah. I just love how they create that sound. I assume it's all it's all I'm assuming it's all live, but there's only two of them on stage and one of them singing and it's you'd swear there was twenty people on stage, you made a noise in Nick. Um, <laughs> by that point everyone was really there was a serious vibe about the place. It was pretty moshy, which is good. 
and even now I still love Royal yeah. Blood. I li- oh, yeah, I I listen to them. I love. They're one of my favorite. It's my favorite music to listen to when I'm running. Royal Blood, and and they're they've just released a new album actually, which uh, you should check out if you haven't. Uh, it's really good rock music, um, in your face, and he's got a great voice. Uh, I've not heard it. No, I need to. Yeah, Typhoons. Um, mm-hmm. It's really, really good. And one thing I want to bring up is the, my my favorite interaction that we had that day with the lovely French people. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want to explain the the group the group that we met, the group of people that we met wearing similar yeah. things on their heads. They were just a really lovely, lovely group of people, and they all had. Um, like I think we were just standing next to them. We started talking to them, but I think, I think maybe we started pointing before, which sounds a bit rude. But they all had on these red hats with yeah. shrimps on them, uh, kind of red sun caps, uh, and they were Morecambe hats. <laughs> Morecambe <laughs> FC. For those who don't know, Morecambe. Morecambe, Morecambe are, FC. Yeah, Morecambe are a football team in England. They are currently. Uh, they've just finished fourth in League Two in England. Um, and Go on, the Morecambe, the, well done. Oh yeah, well they yeah they're in the playoffs, and they yeah all these people were, we're in the we're in a field in France, <laughs> and we meet this mad group of young people, and they're all wearing these hats. And why did they why did they like these hats so much? Why why did they love them so much? Owen? They love shrimps. <laughs> I just love shrimps. Fair. <laughs> I just so really fair. love the fact that, like, you know, you've got, like, I don't know, all, all many football teams and many sports teams with different badges, but Morecambe went with a shrimp. And yeah. I can really understand the, the, love, the love for that because it's, yeah. it's brilliant. No, fair play. They were great. They were funny people. We got a couple of pictures with the the Morecambe massive, Morecambe massif. <laughs> uh, each to their own. Each to their own. That was that was really funny, um, and something I did not expect to see. We asked them. We said like, "Oh, so do you support Morecambe FC?" And they were like, "No." And we we're like, "Why the hat?" And they were like, "The shrimp." <laughs> I also remember seeing a guy at, towards the end of the night. He was wearing an Ireland football shirt with Robbie Keane on the back. I just remember that. I don't know why. And I remember I went up to him and I said, Robbie Keane, yeah, on you by yeah. And he didn't really know what I was talking about. So I think he, he was just wearing the shirt, but he didn't understand who Robbie Keane was, or I don't know. Robbie Keane's a pretty famous footballer. Um, but uh, so then we get to the end of the night. And as I said, we weren't camping. I can't remember if people camped on the last night of this festival or not. But because it was Sunday, because it was the last day of the festival, it finished earlier. There was less music than there was on the Friday and Saturday. So it finished at about half twelve. Mm. And we hadn't planned that, really planned that far ahead. We maybe thought that we'd make friends with people who would let us stay in their tent. Or I don't know, it sounds weird. Um, or someone might have given us a lift home or to Bordeaux from Marmond. I don't know. Uh, there were, didn't seem to be any taxis going, and the <laughs> next train wasn't until six thirty a.m. or six in the morning. So we had six hours to kill. So what did we do, Owen? <laughs> we just well, we had some more beers. Yeah, where did we? But where did we get the beers? Because all the shops would have been closed. <laughs> um. Do you remember? Sam, I can't remember. No, I can't remember. I can remember, <laughs> I can remember sitting at a pond and drinking beers yeah. Yeah. and thinking like, uh, our train's not for six hours and just being rude. Yeah. Where do we get the beers? Did we find so, them? Yeah, yeah. So you were mentioned that we'd bought... I don't think <laughs> we, everything we drank. Oh, we, we did, drank. yeah. I don't, yeah These, I, I don't, sorry, go on. You, you, you remember we hid them, that. didn't we? We hid them. Yeah. We hid the beers. We bought the beers. Yeah. The, the really strong lager yeah. that we're talking about and we hid them mm. in a bush 
in anticipation. So in a way, we did floor plan. Um, and yeah, then we've like <laughs> sat and dragged this 8% longer. Yeah, it's pretty sad. We may, Maybe we thought we were going to hit a few house parties, but uh, it didn't transpire. And uh, yeah, I don't think we had been drinking. We had been drinking these 8% beers all day. De- definitely not. I think we just bought one each of them and then we drank regular regular and uh, normal people mm. alcohol that everyone else drinks yeah um, actually i've still got a garrow rock glass that i use oh yeah like a pint glass that was they're very sustain very sustainable festival no uh no paper cups mm. or anything or no uh plastic cups um but uh yeah we 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 left the festival and we made our way back into the town and we had sort of accepted the fact at that stage that we weren't we were going to be hanging about for a few hours waiting for a train. And we had hid these cans in a bush in the hope that they would still be there when we when we came out. And they were. And that was the height of our night. I, that was the height of our height of the next six hours waiting for the train. Um, and what did we like? What I don't really remember what we did for those. I think we might have taken and we were just hanging about in this square, which was well lit. We might have talked to a few homeless guys or yeah. take, took it in turns sleeping. What Do you remember anything else that we might have? I think we did do that. I remember like sitting by the pond for a while and it just kind of like winding down. Um, and I don't think, I, I feel like we weren't very well dressed. I think mm. we we're definitely both wearing shorts yeah. with no yeah, trousers. Uh, I still got a great photo. It started to rain probably about like four or something. You you're like lying down. It looks like you you know if someone's been like <laughs> murdered or burnt into the ground yeah. or something, and you like do an outline. It's just like to to the to the centimeter. It's so well done. It's got like the parts <laughs> in between your elbows and then the parts in between your knees. And it's just a really good photo of you falling asleep and then getting up and leaving an imprint in the ground. It was a really miserable train back. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we didn't do much when we got back to the to the gaff that day. Uh, it was a long day, but it was a fun day. It was a fun day. Oh, it was great crack. Yeah, mm. a really good festival actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. If I was to do it again, I would definitely camp and and uh, I, I, I <laughs> or or even Airbnb. Like, we, I don't think Airbnb was really a thing back then, so we didn't. We could have. We could have done that, but. We didn't. We were young. We were silly. We just, we, we yeah. It was just, fuck it. Let's let's just Slept go for it and see what happens. Yeah, we survived. We survived. Uh, and then we survived again. do we have here a cliffhanger wow so i'm not gonna lie this chat went on for quite a while and i uh, i've decided to split it into two parts so if you want to find out what happens next how we survived again you'll have to wait till next week in the meantime though while you're waiting for part two of my chat with Owen I'm gonna for the first time release a second episode this week I've done a bonus episode with Joe Gorman again I've had Joe back on and we talk about the Euros as uh, the Euros is starting this weekend I had Joe on to talk about his experience going to the Euros in 2016 in France and we give our predictions for the tournament. So yeah, tune into that. That'll be out coming out on Saturday morning, the day after the tournament starts. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you can find me there at Sam White. That's White with three eyes. I regularly post about the podcast on my Instagram or any updates or anything. So be sure to do that. Don't forget to follow or subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. And yeah, thanks for listening. Take care and see you next time. All being well. Cheers, folks.